Excited to welcome back Super Expander veteran Francesca Sipma. Francesca is the founder and CEO of Mastery. She's also the creator of Hypno Breathwork. Mastery leverages the power of Hypno Breathwork. And Hypno Breathwork is a cutting edge method using breathwork to clear energetic patterns, hypnosis to reprogram subconscious beliefs, envisioning to fire new neural pathways for sustainable behavior change. This unique formula accelerates trance-induced states to heal unprocessed emotions from the root and take intuitive actions to get into alignment. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the show. I am so excited because one of my favorite human beings is sitting here and you know what? This is her second time here on the Super Expander podcast. So, you know, we're just going to dive in deep straight off of the bat. So warm welcome to Francesca Sipna. Thank you, Corrine. You're also one of my favorite people. (laughs) All right. So we don't need to go deep into like the whole background because if everyone wants to get caught up, they just need to go back and listen to the first episode. Well, I think it's probably like number 10 in the queue and we're getting ready. Actually, we're we're coming up on 150 episodes here, which is really hard to believe. So lots of celebration around that. But I feel like it was just appropriate if we just dive straight into a conversation on money, because that is something that we love to talk about. It's a shared interest and just something, I don't know, let's just, let's make it real and raw. Yeah. I love that. You know, we we're always talking about intuition, acting on your intuition. We're always talking about reprogramming our subconscious and also regulating our nervous system. And I think it'd be really interesting to share with everyone how you and I do that as it pertains to our finances and up-leveling our wealth mindset. And it came to me in a hypno breathwork session this morning to just give some really raw, real examples, put some numbers on it so that people can really understand that we move through those same hurdles and we're just taking bold action and, and trusting the enfoldment of it. So if it's cool with you, I'll just kind of share a couple examples and then you jump in with yours. And, and I think this will be really relatable for a lot of people. I Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, I mean, you know, a lot of my background story, I come from, you know, a very cushy ex-marketing director salary. And there was like the 401k and there was the bonuses and the known promotions that were going to happen. So I very much was accustomed to having financial security. And when I made the transition to become a breathwork coach, my ego had to die in many ways. And then I also had to figure out how to monetize really quickly. And to get back to a 200K 200K salary, you would have to do a ton of single breathwork sessions in order to maintain that lifestyle. And I remember when I was just discovering this notion of subconscious reprogramming of money blocks, I was like, oh, I need to go in and understand what my dad was like with money. I need to see the imprints of my mom. I need to see what conversations I grew up on and what is living in my belief system about how easily or how difficult it is to monetize your passions. And it was through that experience of me making the transition, fully living my purpose, wanting to make a difference, having a pure intention and going completely broke that I had to really dig very deep to find out what was blocking the money from flowing. And I don't know about if you can remember some of your earliest memories or or beliefs that you uncovered, but for me, there was a lot around I would overcompensate with my spending so that I could completely avoid any financial discomfort. I wouldn't think about it. You know, like my mom protected me from scarcity. So I would overspend. My dad could be tight with money sometimes. So I would show them, you know, like I can buy whatever I want, whenever I want. And I wasn't necessarily respectful or responsible with money. And those were the first sort of blocks that I uncovered. And when I did that, And I figured out pricing and packaging because we can't be one-dimensional. We also have to have the business strategies and the marketing. 
Then the 10K months, the 15K months, 30K, 35K, 50K, 100K months started rolling in. But those were the initial ones for me. What about you? Oh my gosh, most definitely. And I can identify with that rebelliousness around money and this idea almost like of a lack of communication that came through. Because I mean, it really is a relationship that we get to nurture and foster with our money, just like you would with yourself or with another human being. It's an actual relationship that continues to grow and evolve and expand. One of the things was, you know, the idea of making money is hard or that you had to endure pain in order to have a lot. And so I would go through these bursts of making a lot of money and it was never it was never an issue to make it. It was whether I could actually hold on to it. And there was so much underneath of that whether it was feeling of being worthy like maybe I maybe it wasn't painful enough to make it or because I was doing things that were in my purpose or that I was just really good at that actually did come easy to me to make a, a high salary doing so that it didn't it wasn't painful enough so I would just blow money like you would not believe. And I then you get in the place where you're like, oh my God, I can't even look at my bank account or I'm not going to look at a price tag because you're just going to have this like disregard for price and uh, the value of a dollar. Yeah. You actually just said one that I think is really common, which is I have to struggle to make money. Like I have to work so hard to make money. Like that is definitely a belief and a behavior pattern and association that a lot of people have made. Unless I'm grinding, I can't expect for it to flow in. And I remember there was one session where my biological logical father was very fluid with money. He was very generous with money, but when he didn't have it, he was a complete avoidant. Like he just wouldn't show up for you. And so I realized that I had adopted a subconscious resentment towards money because it made my father absent. So that was one that massively had to be reprogrammed in order for it to flow in. So I know that we've done, we've done tons of sessions on this. And I think a lot of people, you know, have gone to our courses. You have the unbelievable five-day money challenge on mastery, obviously. So that's to me, like the first layer, right? We've, we start to uncover earliest memories, earliest patterns. And then something happens when you're ready to Mm up-level. Uh-huh. Right. That's like, okay, I'm ready to ascend. I want to break my financial capacity. I want to break the ceiling that I've currently been at. And one thing we were both in this training together. This is where we first met, I think, where Nick Pag said, um, you are conditioned to make the same amount of money you've always made. And I was like, whoa. So my first year as a breathwork coach, I made back 200K. And then I was like, I'm ready to move up. How do I expand my wealth container? And that's when I started to have to make some risky decisions, which you're amazing at making intuitive investments. That was stretchy for me. And I remember the first one is I hired a wealth coach and it was 13K for three months to work with her. And at the time I was like, oh, do I pay this for a wealth coach? I don't even know. I've never even heard of this role before, you know? (laughs) And so I intuitively in breathwork, it was like, absolutely move forward. I made that investment with her and I believe it was less than a week later, she had stretched my capacity of what you could charge for your services when you're delivering that level of value. I then charged 26K for my six month package um, and got it the next week. So that's, we're not ready. We make the decisions before we're ready. And I think that that's a big misconception that a lot of people have, or the way that they operate is that they wait for the security before they make the leap. Across the board and all things. And it, I think because money tends to hold this idea of being so logical on the surface that we think that we're supposed to make these logical decisions, but underneath there's the energy and then there's the emotions that we, we tie to it. So when you're asking for a stretchy number that you, I don't know, that, that you haven't expanded into yet, it's really, you, you butt up against a lot of edges. Yeah. And you know, there was, there was a decision I had to make a couple months after that one where it was 
to invest in a PR coach. And Rebecca Kefir, who we both know and love, was coming into my orbit. And I was like, I think I'm supposed to work with her, but I'm not sure. And I kept breathing on it and I kept asking for a sign. And I remember I said in a Dr. Joe Dispenza meditation, okay, if I see four for four, I'm just going to say yes to Rebecca. She sends me a Zoom link. Four for four is literally in the Zoom link. <laughs> I was like, uh, we don't even need to have the sales call. It's a done deal. Um, and I remember, I think I invested like $18,000 with her to work together. And I didn't know that this was how it was going to unfold. Did I get some more, you know, opportunities with Forbes and stuff? Yes. And it was great. She's amazing. But she introduced me to her network and doing sessions on her network. A lot of those people ended up going into my programs and I made 50 K off of that investment Mm -hmm. with her. So those are the non-linear ways that it can work out for you as well, right? Oh my gosh, absolutely. You And you can never predict those kind of intersections or those kind of things coming in. You just have to know and trust that the, all the avenues are just going to open up when you make that intuitive decision. And oftentimes they they do. I mean, it's just like when I, you know, and I made a stretchy investment investing in mastery, which was just an intuitive nudge straight off of the bat. I was straight fresh out of the breathwork certification. I don't even know if I taught a session other than in the cert. And I was like, Hey, so I I have this nudge and there's so many things have come from that. Yeah. But, but so that's an interesting, almost, you know, discussion to have in not just coaching, but in entrepreneurship, in terms of owning your own business um, and making those investments, because you're an angel investor in a couple different female founded companies now. And with mastery, I remember I had this breathwork session that was like post the photo of yourself that's on the app on your social media and say, I am going to be the CEO and founder of this new wellness company. And we are fundraising in, this was a year and a half, a year and a half ago. And we're fundraising in January, we're raising in January and we're launching in February. That was the copy I saw in Breathwork. And in my logical mind, I was like, hell no, I'm not putting myself out there like that. I'm not making this like announcement to the world, but breath was so strong that I had to act on my intuition. And in within 24 hours, an old friend from college reached out to me and said, I'm really interested in this. And 48 hours later, I'm pitching her and her husband. And 24 hours after that, 100K was wired into Mastery's bank account. And that helped me towards a million dollar raise. So amazing. I mean, you know, like as it pertains to fundraising, because we've talked a lot about this, like how much do we lean into intuition and how much is it fundraising process strategy and the mechanics in, in which it's been done before. But I think when you can blend the two, that's when you have magic. Oh my gosh, you absolutely have to blend the two. It's like bridging the gap, right? Because the intu- you have the intuition and then you have the logic and they need to be friends with each other essentially, right? Because I mean, we can't let logic not be a part of the equation. We can't ignore that completely. Yeah. But with that being said, we can't try to predict the way the investment's going to go either. Oh, no, absolutely. That's what I mean. It's It has to be this partnership. And then also knowing that your intuition, when you start looking at the the ratios, right? Like your intuition is part of your subconscious mind. So it's that 95% place appropriate weight where it is meant to be placed, right? Intuition, 95%, logic, 5%, maybe. I don't know if we want to go with ratios exactly like that, but I think you kind of have to look at that, at it that way too. I think that's something that I really want your audience to get out of it because you and I, we've done, we've done tons of trainings. We read all of the same books. Like we try to be very well-versed in, you know, thought leadership concepts and just what's going on in the world. But we also really trust ourselves and we trust even, you know, this sounds really woo to say, but also the signs. Cause I had, I remember around the same time that you had invested, I got that other hundred K investment and, you know, several others, but Jules, 
who you also know, who's, you know, my spiritual mentor reached out to me and she was like, Hey, I don't know why, but you need to reach out to this woman. You need to call her. And I was like, Jules, I don't have time for this. Like, I'm in the middle of a fundraise and launching a startup. And like, I have 10 other coaching things. Like, I don't have time to have like shoot the shit conversations with people. And she was like, you're going to need to call her. Like, there's a reason for this. And I was so resistant and so reluctant, but my gut was like, set up the zoom. And I remember setting up the zoom and I said to her, I'm like, I don't know why we're doing this, but it was intuitive from Jules and I'm just trying to act on my intuition. So I'll just tell you what I'm working on. And if there's some synergies for you, let me know. And so much magic came from that conversation. Not only did I help provide an avenue for her to have a platform to start pursuing her purpose again, but her and her husband put 50K into mastery. <laughs> it's, it's stories like that, right? Where it's like, okay, trust. Trust a little bit more. Absolutely. And, and you know what? I think that's a, a good point in this too, as you're going through, I mean, especially when you're using breath work as the, the avenue is that it's kind of this ever evolving as you're healing and upgrading your, in yeah. your intuition, right? Because it's kind of like this programming that runs like a computer, right? So your intuitive nudge is just going to always, I think, feel different and change throughout the course of that healing journey as we start to remove the blocks and kind of shift the narrative. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really glad that you mentioned that because I feel like in a lot of these stories and in a lot of these podcasts, it's all about, you know, the wins, but sometimes it's just about your growth and your expansion and you coming up against those fears so that you can move through them. And there was a time where it was very clear in my intuition, your six month package is 50 K bi-weekly. You know how you can move people. You can basically get to any outcome that is necessary. That's your value. That's what you're going to charge. And I had the opportunity with this like six, I think it was like six, seven, like really built alpha is really man, like in my office. And I had to look him dead in the eyes. And I was so scared. I was so scared to say this number because, you know, what we do, it's, it's healing, it's transformative, it's spiritual. So to put a number up against that felt like it was unspiritual of me, or it was greedy of me, or I was taking advantage of this practice somehow. And I had to move through all those blocks and all those beliefs. I had to face my fear of being rejected. And I mentally rehearsed that in breath so many times until my nervous system was confident with my value and my worth. And I could say it with conviction and I could say it fully knowing that I cared about this person and what they wanted to achieve. And I said it as genuine and as authentic as I possibly could. My, my price is 50 K. And the first time I said that I was so scared. He said, no, you know, he, he didn't say no. He actually said, I can't do virtual. What there was some logistic stuff, but it, I didn't get it. And it's still to this day, one of the things that I'm most proud of ever doing because I stretched myself, you know, I made a statement, I made a declaration to the universe. It didn't work out exactly how I wanted it to, but I felt like so proud of myself for facing my fear and having the courage to really listen to my intuition. And it's not always about the outcome. Oh my gosh. It totally. And I think sometimes too, in that when we, especially when we're talking about money and stretching into that, sometimes you have to try it on a couple of times before it fits, right? It's almost yeah. like going to the tailor, right? Like you got to try it on and your suit's too big the first time. And you're like, this doesn't really look so good on me. But yeah. if I do a little nip and a tuck here, as I like grow into this new person that I'm evolving into, then it fits you like a perfectly yeah. tailored suit. Okay. Everyone like, listen to that again, like listen to what Corrine said again. Sometimes you have to practice. Sometimes you have to practice it and then allow, allow timing to align. Right. So yeah. 
I have one other really good example that I think will help a lot of people when they're pricing their own coaching packages. I recently had an old client come back this year and say, you know, I'm getting ready to sell my company. I want to be lockstep with my partner. Um, will you coach us so that there's no tension? We're both, we have like clarity. We're working on our mindset, da, da, da. I said, yes. And my intuition was give him his old rate. Like I want to help him. I want to get him to his old rate. So I believe it was uh, three months. We were doing three months and he said, well, he's actually going to do the sessions with me. It'll be in the same hour. I don't want individual sessions. So I thought, oh, how am I going to price this? Because it's two people. It's, it's more work for us. You know, we obviously have to do a lot more preparation, planning, nuances, and the difference and support afterwards. But it's still technically the same hour of my time when we're actually doing the session. And in my mind, I was like, okay, I was going to charge him, you know, 4000 a month. Now that this other person's coming, I was like, do I charge them both 4000 a month? And so I wrote the email out, like with the proposal, I put my link in Kajabi. I put the link in the email and right before I send it, I go, no, I got to take a thousand dollars off each. Cause that's only fair if they're both doing it together, my logical mind. So I was like, I change it to 3000. I go back in Kajabi. I change it to 3000 a month. I'm getting ready to push the send. And my guts like breathe one more time. So I go into hypno breath work and the number is so crystal clear. It's like 4166. 4,166. That's how much they pay each. And I was like, Oh God, that's so uncomfortable. Like, I don't, I don't want to send that, you know, but I was like, the number was so clear. I put it, changed the Kajabi link back again, <laughs> send the email paid the next day. No problem. I almost gypped myself out of $2,000 a month because I got in my own head. Nobody said it was too much. I got in my own way about that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But so always follow your intuition, listen to the number. We've done that for three months now. It was amazing. They feel really solid. The sale is going to go amazing. I know that, but they said, you know, we don't want to stop the sessions. We enjoy having your support. My intuition said, okay, but instead of getting that cushy 8,000 a month, I'm going to tell them, if you want to work with me, it's going to be 0.1% for every three months of my time. So that means if we get to $150 million sale, which I think will far exceed that, and I work with them for nine months, that's technically around $450,000 instead of 75K, which is a massive difference. That's having delayed gratification. That's having a long-term long strategy with your wealth, which is me stepping into way more of who I want to become versus just having the 8K now. That's intuitive. That's an intuitive solution to building wealth. Absolutely. And I mean, that's a, a stretchy thing to ask for because it's not something that you've asked for in a way that you've asked for it before. So this is charting new territory, which is something that as we grow and evolve, we get to do each and every time. Kind of makes me think of how when we talk about sales calls and you're you're stating your price and how, you know, when you decide you have to show up and then you just have to be quiet and you have to like your logical mind, your conscious brain, after you say the number is going to be like, talk now, talk now, tell them backpedal, <laughs> give them all the reasons, justify why this is the thing that you are, are, are saying. And the minute you do that, it just kind of like diminishes all the power of a, your intuition, but just like, then it diminishes their trust in you too. Yeah. Uh, we're so 
on the same brainwave right now. It's so funny because when I sent that message to them initially, like here's my proposal 0.1% for every three months of death. One, one of the guys wrote back and he was like, let me get this straight. And he broke down numbers. He was like, so six months would be this three months would be this nine months would be that. And I remember I called my brother and I went to be like, should I just say it's 0.05 instead? Because I immediately just assumed that he thought I was asking for too much. And he, my brother was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What you want. And I'm like, why am I asking you? You know, I need to go into my breath work. So I go into breath and it's like, your response is, yes, that's correct. Yes, that's correct. That's it. Yeah. There's no justification. There's no other sentence. There's no bringing the value down. It's just, yes, that's correct. So I took a deep breath and I wrote, yes, that's correct. And the response I got was done exclamation. We have to get out of our own way. We have to listen to our breath. And we also just have to let things unfold as they may. Sometimes it's a growth opportunity for us. Sometimes we get exactly what it is that we put out there. Um, with that being said, I have an exclusive for you. Oh, all right. Bring it. I've been waiting. Voice note last week. And I was like, I just did the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. And you're like, what is it? I was like, I got to save it. Um, okay. So you know that I've been working on my book and I, I got an agent and we worked on our proposal last year and he was reaching out to different publishers this year and several rejections, you know, that I've had to breathe through and come back to my value and my worth. And then we got an opportunity with New World Library, which is the publishing house behind Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, Deepak Chopra's, you know, Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. So huge opportunity for me, super excited. Get on the call with the editor, find out that it's actually Shakti Gawain's publishing company, which, you know, Shakti Gawain is behind creative visualization, living in the light. And literally the whole premise of intuitive action comes from her and comes from her book. And she had a profound influence on my journey. She's the reason I booked Bali and like, you know, booked it out of corporate. So that synchronicity happened on the call and I was crying, you know, the editor was vibing. I mean, it was a very magical experience. So I'm thinking this is an alignment hundred percent. I need to go forward with them. So my agents like super excited. It went really well. And we're now waiting for an offer. So I'm in New Zealand and I've been plotting out my finances for this year, the goals I want to hit, where I'm going to hit them from, which we know that's not how things always fly. And he comes and he's like, I'm so, congratulations, Francesca. I'm so excited to tell you new world wants to, you know, offer you the steal and they're going to do a $7,500 advance. Corinne, I was expecting like half a mil, not 7,500. <laughs> so while I was like so grateful and so excited, I was like, wait, what? And I, I went into a spiral. Like I really spiraled for a full week. I, I actually couldn't get out of it because, you know, I'm working my ass off on mastery like 24 seven and I'm not taking a salary. So for me, the book deal was going to be cushioning to, you know, for the rest of the year. So I'm spinning, I'm literally spinning and, um, going to breath and breath is just like, Hey, your next intuitive action step is just to tell them that I want to take you guys through a session, no expectation, but just so you can really experience me and what it is that I do. So I do that, you know, the, the founder comes on Shakti's previous partner, because she's since passed, they have breakthroughs, amazing experience. They connect to her. It was a map. It was amazing. Come out of the session. I text my agent. I'm like, okay, you can go do your thing now. I'll stay out of it. I'm thinking he'll probably negotiate this to like 10 K. Right. And I let it go. My gut's like, nope, you're not going to let that go. And I go into breathwork and breathwork literally shows me that I need to get on the phone with the founder and the editor and 
I'm getting these messages of know your worth, know the audiences you're going to reach. They need to treat this as an investment in you. You need to treat this money as capital, uh, you know, to get the right videographers and content strategists and social media managers. And you need to get on the phone. You need to ask them for 250K. I was so scared. 7,500 and 250K are significantly different. And that audience You know, I was like, I don't want to be difficult. I don't want to seem like a burden. I mean, all my old stories were coming up and I almost just, I really just wanted to skip over this intuitive action. (laughs) That's just, just not this one. I'll do all the other ones except for this one, but it was too loud. And so I called my agent. I said, I have to do this. And he hates me, totally hates me. Um, and was like, you're making my job so difficult. And I will not be on that call. Like just ridiculous. And I was like, I wouldn't be the embodiment of my book if I didn't take courageous intuitive action. So I have, I have to, and I did it. You know, I seriously wanted to throw up on that call. That's the truth. And you know, we are, we are fierce executors and we move through our blocks and we move through our fears. You and I both have that in common, but this one really rocked me. Like this one, I was like, I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to have a conversation and I did it. I breathed enough times to regulate my nervous system, to be confident in that. That was the vision I had received. And, you know, they laughed really hard. They also said that they admired my boldness And then they said, no. And that's the story. You know, like, that's it. There was no, oh my God, I did this courageous, big, bold thing. And then I got the money and now my life is blah, 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 blah. It's like, no. And then it was no. Yeah. But in, I don't know, a month from now, three months from now, we're going to be having the conversation as to why that was practice for the thing that it was actually meant to be for. And it's, this is totally making me think I, it's something I put it, I put it up on Instagram recently, whether I don't know, it was like a reel or a quote or something, but it's like the calmest person in the room wins or has the most power. And the more we practice that, like, and you have to practice it. You can't just like, just visualize it. You can visualize it to help you when you step into it, but you actually have to, it's reps, right? Right? You have to be able to show up, keep your composure through nervous system regulation, deliver the message that is your truth, and then stand in what comes back to you and not try to renegotiate the answer to make it what you want. Exactly. There's no renegotiating with yourself. And I think the other thing that's always frustrated me, you know, when people do this work is they're like, oh, I didn't get a clear action step or download or vision. I'm like, well, did you do the last one? And they're like, And I'm like, you're not going to get another one until you take the first one. Like, it's not, the path isn't going to be clear. Like you can't just skip and do the ones that you like, (laughs) you know, you have to stretch and grow into them. I really wanted to share that. And and it was such a safe space, obviously, for me to share that with you because it's not all green lights, you know, and they're not, it's not designed or meant to be that way. Like we take the intuitive action. We breathe so that we can regulate our nervous system. We can connect to the vision we can get on our higher path and we keep taking those action steps forward. But each action step isn't going to unfold in the way that we want it to necessarily, but it will unfold in the way that's for our highest good and in ways that we can't really understand or know. And that's why we all have to get super comfortable in the unknown and super comfortable in the uncertainty and the unpredictable. And we do that through this work. I use hypnobreath work every single morning and that's how I navigate this entrepreneurial journey. So whether it's a yes or a no or not right now, we're solid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You have to be able to let it just flow right through you. Right. It's a a no is the same as a yes. In so many ways, you have to be able to feel it almost in the same way. Yeah. I love that. And I like, you're just such an embodiment of, of that teaching, especially as it pertains to money and finances and wealth. And I think we both feel really strongly that you have to have both. You have to have the knowledge. You have to know the strategies. You know, there has to be some of that 
pragmatism in it, but then we fiercely lean on our intuition and we act from that place. So I just felt like having you and I having just a really raw conversation about money and when it works and when it doesn't necessarily, I think that'll be helpful for people. I so agree because there's so many emotions tied up in, in money and we need to be able to move through these edges and actually make those intuitive actions. And I feel like the bi- a big thing too is I kind of like want to recap it is that the idea of journey through is that continuous up level, right? And so as we heal, sometimes that journey is the no, because that's the lesson that we had to learn to get to the next. And we just think that these intuitive nudges are supposed to lead to, you know, the rainbow sunshine and the pot of gold at all times. Yeah. that That's having some foresight. And that's also having some patience on the journey, which I'm honestly not great at that. But the other day when I was reflecting on some of the big decisions I'm making and the scary steps I'm making, you know, I'm not nearly where I want to be right now, but I'm definitely setting myself up for some really good moves. And whether that's, you know, building mastery and having a company where in my mind, you know, the visions I have are millions of people are going to be using this every single morning. This is going to be the new routine or is having a book that maybe it's not in the advance, but it can be in the sales afterwards, or it's in these coaching deals where I'm getting equity and shares in the company. Like those are things that they're not coming to fruition in the way that I want to today, but those are the types of intuitive decisions that will have big gains down the road. So everyone just needs to have a little foresight. Amen. Oh my goodness. Let's just give them a direction on where it is that they can learn more, find you, experience all this work with you. Yeah. So obviously the easiest way is to download mastery. You can do Corrine's five day money challenge on the app. It is amazing. I do that one like every other month to keep up leveling. So check out mastery for sure. And then find me on Instagram. It's Francesca Sitma and you can see any events or workshops, um, my courses that I'm hosting, as well as a really amazing Bali retreat that we might both be at in August, um, which will be really insane in the most magical place in the entire world. Yeah. And you just opened up the wait list too, for the next round of certification too, right? Yes. The next certification is going to be on November 2nd to the 5th. And you can join that waitlist at francescasitma.com and we'll announce when those doors are open soon. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, for your candor, for your vulnerability and all of all the things. So I appreciate you so much. You know, I love you and thank you for giving me this platform as well. We will catch you on the next episode. If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media. 